2: Something happened and I got stabbed in in the face, just under my eye. I fell and the audience didn't know that it wasn't part of the show. I was in a wheelchair and they were like, we don't know if you'll walk, we don't know if you'll talk. And I was like, you know, I felt like still myself in my head. And I was like, who's going to hire an actor who can't walk or talk? Having a brain injury young is like real difficult because like you think you know who you are, and then this thing happens and like you lose all autonomy. Like everyone has to do things for you. Life does get better. You learn to enjoy who you are and you learn to, you know, love who you are and how to cope with deficits.
1: Hello
0: and welcome to On A Good Day with me, Elizabeth Callahan, And me, Julia Ajayi. This is a podcast which looks at brain injury and its impact on all involved. On today's episode, we're speaking to the actor, Conor
1: Madden. He was playing Hamlet on stage when an accident from a sword fight injured him and left him with a brain injury.
0: That was 12 years ago. And since then, he's fought hard and made an incredible recovery, returning to acting to play Hamlet again. And more recently, he's also become a father. Conor,
1: it's an absolute delight to have you on the podcast. A huge welcome.
2: Thank you thank you both it's great to be here thank you for asking me
1: totally welcome um well first of all do you want to take us back and and tell us that story of what happened you know kind of just before it happened as well how your career was going and Mm. obviously getting this amazing part of hamlet at the age of 24 wasn't it and what happened on that night on stage
2: sure well um uh my career was going very well i came out of acting college uh 21 and basically worked consistently um and I was cast in another produ- shakespearean production i wasn't very good at shakespeare i didn't really understand it um and the director of this particular production was richard iii and i was cast as clarence and she essentially taught me how to how to Understand Shakespeare, and I absolutely fell in love with um, the writing and and uh, his his the way he tells stories and you know just the um, vitality of it. So because of that, because I was about like twenty two or twenty three when that happened, uh, I um, kind of really leaned into to um, Shakespeare. I, tried to get as much Shakespeare as they could, and uh, that led to a kind of avant-garde production of Hamlet called Playing the Dane by an Irish company called Pam Pan, which basically it's three actors auditioning to play Hamlet, and then the audience decides who they want to see play Hamlet, and they vote, and then in the second half of the show you see the actor you've chosen the audience has chosen play Hamlet. So it's it's crazy, but it was brilliant. Um, so I, I had I had some experience with Hamlet, and then I got cast in this production as Hamlet. And yeah, I was 24. I loved it. It was a modern production. I was taught Hamlet was like a Superman, unattainable. He was he was so a, a warrior philosopher kind of thing. But as he as he realised, like he was, he's just an ordinary person, you know. He has this line, in us talking about his own dad, that is, um, he was a man taken for all and all. We will not see his like again. But that's Hamlet. That's Shakespeare talking about Hamlet. I think he's just a man. He's just a guy. He's just a a guy in a very very bad situation. Anyway, so um, we changed theatres. It was going well. We had performed for a month. Um, and we moved cities, we changed theatres, and we ran out of time in the tech. So the tech is where you mark through um, the lighting changes, the set changes, and any fight choreography um, that will be in it. So we ran out of time. So, but we because we we're so confident, we thought oh, this won't be really an issue. And the other actor involved was like really angry, because he was a bit older than me and understood how kind of dangerous it was to do, to not do a fight tech. But we First of all, the, the show was going really well, and then in the last, the last scene, there's a sword fight, and I, so something happened, and I got stabbed in, in the face just under my eye, um, and I felt something break immediately um, before I even hit the ground. I like, I felt something break. I don't know what. I don't know what I heard or what I felt. I mean, there's no nerves in your brain, so I don't know. But I felt something so i fell and the audience didn't know that it wasn't part of the show they thought that it was like just some oh wow this is uh, my my uh, cousin was in was in the audience and he was like we just thought it was like a really realistic <laughs> you know version of shakespeare's hamlet you know um so the, the director somebody walked on stage and said no no this is something has happened we have to finish the show there was a round of applause which i really appreciated and uh, the ambulance came and took me to hospital um, and so initially, initially they didn't think really anything was wrong, um, they thought okay you're in shock, you know, because I was kind of slurring my words, um, so they were like look you're in shock, I was adamant that I wanted to leave, I was I was full sure I was going to be back on stage the next day, the next night, um, so we went home, my parents came down, it was in a a, a different city to the one we live in and um, they stayed in the hotel room with me and it, it got really kind of bad that night, I was vomiting lots and I couldn't, I had no balance, I couldn't stand up. So we went back to hospital and um, I saw an eye specialist, an optometrist, I'm not sure what he was, an eye specialist, because I, I was stabbed under the eye, I had a big, they wanted to see if there's any damage done to the eye itself. And he saw something. Um, is it called Vegas? I'm not sure what it's called. Basically, a kind of wondering um eye. Um, and he said, okay, this isn't, there's something not right here. So they sent me for an MRI. And after a couple of MRIs, I was told, oh, no, it's a brain injury. And like, as you know, the world of brain injuries are, like it, it's such, it's so opaque. Nobody thinks about their brain. Until you have to think about your brain, which is absolutely insane. Like, it's the most important part of your body. Like, people will uh, go to the gym and work. I I love going to the gym. But, like, people will work out lip fillers. People will, like, you know, whatever. You never think about the thing, the actual thing that's allowing you to do all of this stuff, you know. And I hadn't, of course. The doctors said, look, we're confident you will recover. Um, but we don't know to what level that you'll recover to, you know, we just don't know yet, so I I was in a wheelchair and they were like, we don't know if you'll walk, we don't know if you'll talk and I was like, you know, I felt still myself in my head, I just couldn't talk or walk Um, or I I I had a really bad tremor and my swallow, it was just a heavy time and I was like, who's going to hire an actor who can't walk or talk like it's, you know, kind of you know, so that's what I thought. So I spent um a month in in hospital um uh, just learn to kind of I recovered pretty quickly. I was really, really fit um because we had done Hamlet. We I was performing Hamlet, I think eight times a week. And like Hamlet is on stage all the time. So like it's a workout and some days you're doing two performances. So I was like uber fit, you know, super fit guy. And like, and because of my training, kind of strangely, the actor training, we did a lot of physical work, did a lot of vocal work and they really helped my recovery. But anyway, so I was in the hospital, did um, therapies, the speech and language, the occupational, the physio. And learned to walk to a certain level, um, and talk to a certain level, and then it was discharged and into rehab, and I did five or six months of uh, rehab, and then I saw so basically because of my training, I had kind of gotten beyond where they were comfortable, like where the, the doctors in rehab were saying, you know, you've kind of recovered more than we like your recovery has. Improved to a degree that we we can't do anything more for you here, so, and I was delighted. You know, I was like, "That's fantastic!" So <laughs> I went straight back to work, and uh, I worked for I'd say about two years solid, and oh. realized, okay, some this is not something is something is wrong here. You know, I still had double vision. I still have double vision and um, balance issues, some speech things. I was acting. So there was like this whole other layer. Like acting is really stressful. Brilliant job, I love it, but it's also really stressful. And then when you add on this other layer of like, of of, of like trauma actually, and, and not dealt with trauma. Bad things can happen, you know. Like they're not bad things, but like just sad things. I lost opportunities because I wasn't prepared to. You know, or I said the wrong thing, like that is a huge problem. I have is like, say, se- uh, like my, my not engaging my brain <laughs> before I speak, you know, just like blurting something out. So, uh, like, you know, it's, it's awful. It kind of stops me from going into so- social situations now because, you know, I've realized that like I feel terrible sometimes after a social situation where I've said something like, a, I offended somebody hurt somebody so i kind of just don't put myself in that position anymore you know I, 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 my family are amazing and my wife and child are amazing i have some close friends that's kind of it you know <laughs> I and mean, I, I, and and that's a choice it really is you know anyway i don't know what uh, that was a uh, verbal diarrhea sorry <laughs> there's kind of so went. much
1: to un- unpick in mm-hmm. that um, it, yes so much to unpick when you first went i mean obviously you were kind of on this momentum like right i'm fine right let's and and which sounds so familiar mm-hmm. let's keep going keep going and slightly kind of in denial possibly But how that- did you get back to like learning lines like being active on stage like with a brain injury and and were people understanding did they know your situation
2: uh well the community in Dublin is quite small so everybody knew um the the story but nobody knows how to deal with a brain injury really and I wouldn't expect them to you know it's uh it's it's a professional workplace you're there de- there to work um like biz- bizarrely being on stage is actually a really good place um to be when you have a brain injury because almost every move is worked out so you always know where everything is going to be you always know where you're going to be you all you know that unless something goes wrong <laughs> you know unless something goes wrong it's no one's going to be close to you or hit or you're not going to bump into anybody so it's actually fine being on stage it's the rehearsal getting to rehearsal um figuring that stuff out. Like the land, learning lines is not actually never really an issue. It's it, like I said, it is acting college, and it's you just learn lines all the time and I don't know what happened but like there's a pathway in my brain that has not been affected you know I just like it burnt into my brain how to um how to learn lines so you, it's just repetition you repeat a million times because of physical limitations there are things like I've been asked to do things that I just can't do and even on an aud- auditions we are asked to do something and you can't do it um you're not going to get that part so you know you're I I like it's it's a it's really it's a really you know um as I was saying before we started like it, it's, it's 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 really hard to have a brain injury you know what I mean it's really um it's something like I said it's something you live with it's not um it doesn't go away it's always there you learn to kind of live with it as you guys know absolutely yeah, and, uh,
0: Connor you were saying to us earlier as well about how you've redefined yourself in one way you've Mm. you've come to terms with a different you tell us a bit more about that
2: I did lots of um therapy you know uh talk therapy and um after after that two-year period I kind of realized okay there's something not right here like I'm kind of I'm I seem to be losing myself uh what my identity like you're because of double vision your identity is what you, it's weird your identity is made by what you can see as well as what you feel um and how people perceive you and stuff and i i felt i was i was losing who i was um and so i did lots of talk therapy and kind of began to realize okay there's something there's a big change here um and it took like years but uh, i slowly realized the big change but i Held, I, I, I still am. I guess you, I, you hold on to who you were, really strongly. Even though, like, who you were, can't exist anymore. Like, I used to be a very, very physical actor, like uh, somersaulting, like uh, running around. Like, I, I can't, I can't run. Like, my God, I couldn't somersault. That was taken away immediately. So that part of your identity is lost. Um, but to me, it wasn't. So I'm still holding all these things, Maybe like, you know, maybe it will come back or whatever. And uh went for a long, long time. And, like, that schism between who you are and who you were, if those two things aren't, like, um, aren't uh, joined, if who you think you are and who you actually are aren't together, that creates, like, huge mental health issues, creates really big problems, like... I, it took it took me a long time. Like I was very angry for a long, long time, and took me a long time to realize. Like, oh, it's not. I'm not angry at the world. I'm angry at myself. I'm I like, I'm angry at who I am. I'm angry at like, what well, and that manifesting that feeling of anger that I'm feeling about myself is manifesting itself on the outside, um, and. That was a that was a real change. That's when I began to think, okay, I need to start like accepting myself now, and um, start loving myself because if I don't love myself, I think this is a real walkout. Uh, if I don't love myself, how am I going to love someone else? You know. So, um, <laughs> and then me, me and Zara, my wife, uh, um, had a baby. We've been going out since we were sixteen, like we're childhood sweethearts, and we had a baby two years ago, two and a half years ago, and. That's when everything kind of, like, there was a huge shift for for me. I realised, like, this child (laughs) doesn't know anything else, doesn't know who who I was, doesn't know my history, doesn't know anything about me. And you see your behaviour reflected back at you through your child. So, like, if I get angry, I'm way better nowadays. But, like, we have dogs and sometimes the dogs bark and that startled me and I'll shout. But that shout will scare the baby. So I've realized, oh, my God, I can't keep, like, I can't do this. Like, I've seen how my, ba- like, whatever behavior is affecting the child. Um, so I have, so it's been really positive. Uh, you know, it's allowed me to, allow me to control. Or, I don't know, like, seeing it is, is half the battle. Being able to acknowledge your own behavior is half the battle, you know. Did I answer you? Um...
0: You did. That that was just amazing to hear that. I have to say, I found that uh, that quite emotional actually. Hearing oh. you talk about that how about Zara, I was just thinking. I mean, she sounds amazing. You've known her mm-hmm. since you were sixteen. So... I've known her
2: since I was fourteen.
0: Since you were fourteen, yeah. She's been yeah. through that whole journey with you, mm-hmm. Connor. Yeah. Um, how how has that been? Do you think for her and and for you together as a couple?
2: Yeah, it's been, I think, really difficult. It's been really difficult for my parents and, and Zara, of course. I've been talking loads about, like, oh, I had to um, accept myself. And I had to, like, they, they, Zara also has to had to accept the new me. You know, she's also had to like learn new, who this new person is and like like you said I, I, I was an I'm I was an angry person never violent thank god because that can be a real thing with um brain injuries but but angry uh so she's she's had to like see that she's had to like deal with that um you know uh, l- luckily through headways we there was a lot of support and stuff like that but like, you know, it's been, um, it's been a real trauma. Like, I don't want to talk to, for her, but I know it's been really difficult. You know, I know it's been really, you know, I'm like, she's an amazing woman. She really is an amazing, amazing woman. She must be.
0: Um, she must she be. It yeah, it's really
2: amazing. <laughs> like, the, the the way she was, like, we were, we've been going out for 10 years or something. And the way when I had my brain injury, those six months, that six month period when I was in rehab, uh, hospital and rehab the way that she was I really I was like oh my god I have to like beg this woman to marry me immediately <laughs> because like she's like she's a gem you know like she's a like I can't let this woman go look what she's doing you know so it's so uh, special that is yeah. so beautiful yeah.
1: yeah but I think you know, you talking about those feelings of anger and frustration, mm. it just sounds, it's so, so familiar because that's exactly how my husband has felt at times and, yeah. and being so annoyed that they you've got this and you can't do exactly the same things that you used to do. And it is that acceptance of that new identity. And like you're saying with Zara of, of also having that acceptance of the person that you're becoming yeah. And, but, but at the same time, like having so much admiration for what you've been through and how you're getting back and how you're constantly trying to be the best person you can be and catch it and having that awareness and catching yourself Mm -hmm. at those times. You've, you've spoken about, you know, those feelings and a lot of it is, you know, post-trauma, right?
2: Yeah. 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 A lot of it is, um, I mean, like when you're when it happens when you're young. I mean, there's there. I guess I have two. Like, if you have a stroke when you're in your seventies, your like your your identity is so formed. Um, it could like it could be much more traumatic. I'm not sure, but having a brain injury young is like real difficult because, like, you think you know who you are. And then this thing happens and, like, you lose all, um, what's the word, Uh, autonomy or, like, you lose, like, everyone has to do things for you. And, you know, for for a while, um, Sarah will go out to work when we first had the baby after her maternity leave. She would go back to work and I'm at home not working and um, find it really hard to keep down a job. I I can act, no problem, but other jobs, I'll cut myself or I'll break like I did bar work, I'd break a glass or it's full of drinking. It's just not. It's just very, very hard. But for a, wh- for a while I resented. I was like, I need to be going out there and I need to be earning the money and I need to be like allowing her to raise her, her our, our daughter Um but then I realized like what man gets to do this. I mean, I'm in this like, a, 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 like amazing position where I get to spend like every day with my child and, and, and um see her grow and, and you know she doesn't have to be in crash and all this but, you know it's great. But for a while it was it was very difficult. And but the post-trauma, I mean, like I think life is a trauma, you know, for everybody. Like life life is very traumatic and Um, it's about how you deal with it and like it it took me an awful awful long time to took took me 10 years to come to terms with who I am and, and and like I said to love myself and to you know, to really kind of appreciate that. Yeah, there are things I can't do, but there are things I can do.
1: You spoke actually about Headway and kind of the help that they had given you. Mm. What kind of, what what support did you get from external organizations um, to help after you came out of hospital? Because that's really when the real work really begins because you feel you've done so much in hospital. You get back, they release you. But then like you say, it's living with a brain injury. It's learning how to live with it but mm-hmm. to do that you do need support you also mentioned that you had a lot of talk therapy as well so talk to us a bit about those external support support yeah that you
2: had. uh well head like headways um, they're an amazing organization um they are in i live in the west of ireland so they were in limerick i had i used the service in dublin too when i used to live in dublin and um they offered everything. They did an, an assessment of my needs. And like I said, it was very high kind of functioning. So I didn't need a lot of occupational or or um, speech and language or whatever, those kind of therapies. But I, I did a lot of talk to therapy and it was just incredible. It was incredible. And they, they said, okay, we have like a 12-week program. But at the end of 12 weeks, if you want more, we have we can give you, like if you need more, we'll, we can give you more. I... Had gone and worked and realised, okay, this isn't great, and come and went to Headways, and um, they were like, okay, we'll do, give you therapy, and speaking to the therapist, Kieran, I began. He gave me loads of strategies to manage, um, manage myself really, manage the world. I I used to have a real, I, I used to, I still have a real big thing about um, time. I, I, I have to be early for things or I it's a control thing, I think. You I try to um manage every kind of 15 minutes of the day or, h- or half an hour of the day. Okay, what are we doing here? whatever and he was like oh, that's that's really good and I used to think that if I didn't do that other people would be annoyed that I was holding them up in a shop or whatever and he was like no you have to realize people don't care about about you people are busy worrying about themselves don't worry you know they helped it up but, and they offered couples therapy and they offered our partner therapy too um so it was it, just, it was really just really beneficial when you're not in those Services you're by yourself with your partner and it's like nobody is perfect like nobody knows perfectly how to deal with the brain injury you know at all you know like i'm sure even the service providers don't always you know don't always get it right you're just muddling through and you know you're trying like i like i said for a long time you're like I didn't accept who I was so I'm taking jobs that I shouldn't be taking but I can't do them to the best of my ability or safely just just lots of things but I it was mainly headway there's an organization called um Acquired Brain Injury Ireland, um ABI, and they offer uh, they offer therapy, but they offer much more uh, residential kind of stuff where you can go and stay with them, and they have um uh, healthcare providers that live with you and mind you and stuff. Um, but I just did therapy with them, and uh, but they're great, and like I said, it's a very kind of opaque world you know it's a very unknown world until you have to know about it and then you're like oh my god this is enormous and like it's 12 years ago for me and i'm still only figuring things out about myself now you know
1: well you were uh, so young as well when you had it really. yeah yeah but it just shows i mean we spoke to the um Uh, the chief executive of Headway um, recently. Uh And, you know, he told us about all the amazing work they do. And it just, you know, from your experience, it just shows how much help these charities can aid people, particularly that have had a brain injury.
2: Uh, Absolutely. Like, sorry, I'm sorry, Elizabeth. Uh, Headway's absolutely, I I don't know, I don't know where it would be right now if it wasn't for Headway's. You know, I'm not, not really sure where I would be. um, And like, I it would be in a much, much worse place if it wasn't for that, that charity. Definitely. So I
0: think it's really interesting, Connor, hearing that you had through Headway Island, um, you had therapy actually, and you had couples therapy. Mm. That's something that I thought about and looked for at the time, um, or sometime after Hector had had, his brain injury, and also family therapy, because we had two young children at the time. Mm. Um, and actually, I couldn't find it. And I was quite clear that I wanted something that was very tailored to brain injury. Mm. Um, because I didn't feel that it was something generic, you know, we we weren't depressed, or, or yeah. you know, we weren't managing anxiety or other, other things, it was definitely about trauma. And it was about specifics of, you know, things that you've talked about, um and I didn't find it, so I'm really interested to hear that actually in Ireland that was that was available. And I think I'm going to do a bit more digging about that as well, yeah. and,
2: and it's, it's find a, out a
0: bit more.
2: It's it's really beneficial the couples therapy, especially to. Uh, I mean. He, Everything in hindsight is clear, you know. But like the the person with the brain injury can see, like it's very hard when you like. If I was angry, I'd get tunnel vision. I wouldn't be able to, like, hear or see anybody else. I'd just be angry, and that was it. And then in a therapy situation, you can you see. Oh my, like you and I realized how um how my behavior was affecting Zara. So the next time I got angry there was like a little part of me that was like, okay, now you know how this is affecting her, or maybe it would just shorten it by a couple of minutes, a couple of, you know, whatever, um, because I knew it was affecting somebody else.
0: It sounds like it was help almost to have um, insight or to gain insight, which we know is something that often people lose with a brain injury. Absolutely. Um, so that's, yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I think that yeah, be, being helped as a strategy for you to to see that insight, and I'm sure then, as well for Zara to understand that that anger is a result of the brain injury absolutely. too. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been really been beneficial. Do you mind me asking, Julia, how your kids took it, like how how did it, having young kids, how did that, what was that like? How did they understand it? Ah.
0: Uh, our children are just turned ten and five, okay. so I think that um, for our son, who was five at the time, he's now eighteen. There's not much time that he can remember um, <laughs> before, so a bit like you were talking about your your daughter, she knows you as you are now. Um, yeah. I think for our daughter, it it was a longer time, um, you know, being ten. So I think there was more grieving coming to terms with that. Mm. And I think there are times when she found it much more difficult going into hospital right at the beginning. Um, but I think it's it's an ongoing process, you know, as as is parenting. You know <laughs> our children. <laughs> <laughs> of of is. <laughs> move through being young into teenagers, now young adults, and and so everything is changing all the time, and that's just one thing that's thrown into the mix. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think that you know we've tried to be open and talk as much as we can as a family, and acknowledge when things are aren't as good, but also try and approach it it together as much as we can. Mm-hmm. So it I think that. that they they're stronger
1: because of it yeah Mm. and I agree so I've got a so mine were sort of 18 months and five and a half when my husband had his brain injury and obviously the younger one doesn't just knows daddy as he is now (laughs) whereas yeah my older one is you know there is that remember you know does remember who he was and that he can't do certain things now but actually I think we've come to a slightly different phase now kind of five years on where she's just really helps him so much you know and is really supportive of him and and actually those ties it's lovely and you know she recognizes that stuff and she's always oh daddy's walking a bit slower or I'll walk with him or um you know just little things that and and it's definitely going to make her a better person, longer term. Uh, I can really, really see that. So, you know, there is so many positives to come out of it. You know, they've got more empathy, they're more kind. And even though the younger one doesn't know him as he was, she knows he has some limitations, so.
2: Wonderful.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it is, you know, like Julie was saying, like parenting life is (laughs) is difficult in general. And this is an added complication. Mm But you know it, it's one that can bring out some great aspects. Yeah, there isn't always going to be perfectly <laughs> good days, but there you know are so many positives come out of it as well. And it sounds like you've absolutely grasped a, grasped a lot of those positives yourself as well.
2: Oh, absolutely that those that the, the, those two little stories that you just told um Julie and Elizabeth were beautiful.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you, Connor, about friends. Because you mentioned it earlier that actually you find you take yourself now out of social situations because of Mm -hmm. not feeling confident always. Um, And I I think that those times where you can be put on the spot, where you you don't feel as in a safer place because people might not know you or know you as well, or maybe you feel that um, you might not be able to manage yourself as well in those situations. Um Yeah, I just wanted to ask you more about that, really, and, and whether you feel that as um, a loss or whether you feel that you have enough support around you or whether you feel that might change in the future. How do you mm. see that?
2: Oh, well, uh, I suppose it's definitely a loss, Um, but I mean, I definitely have enough support around me that everybody's amazing. But um it's definitely a lot. So like I sweat when I'm in public for some reason and someone talks talks to me, I begin to sweat like I've done something wrong, you know? And, and I'm like, I'm like, so I'll just bump into someone I know in a shop and I'll begin to sweat. And like I'll be like, did they notice me sweating? Because I'm thinking I'm not listening to them. And then I might say something that's totally inappropriate, or even just like, silly you know whatever I'll just say something then we'll go our separate ways and and I'll think about it for days and feel terrible about it um so I just don't put myself in that situation and it's a loss it absolutely is I used I like I said I worked in bars I used to love meeting new people and, and I still do of course but I like it to be um I, I like I like to know it's happening, you know what I mean? I like to I like to be more comfortable to allow it to happen. That's a um an aspect of my life that I'm not living or I'm not um exercising at at all because of the the effects of the brain injury. But you know, unfortunately that's that's life, you know. You this has happened and I can't change it um and all i can do is make myself comfortable like i'm not sad having to do it i know that i have to do it you know i want to actually do it um i if i didn't want to do it i wouldn't and let's look around i'd feel uncomfortable but i do want to do this so um i have i'm happy to do it you know stag parties i can't go on stag parties so you know my fam- cousins or friends that are having started like I can't go on them I'm like that would be crazy. <laughs> like oh my I mean, god,
1: it's I... not a great loss, surely. <laughs> yes,
2: no, I'm sure it's not. But uh, but no, like you know, I can't imagine like en- anything more stressful yeah. for a weekend. I'm like oh my god, so well, um...
1: is that because with your brain injury? Is it? Um, I don't know if you have. It doesn't sound like you have too much aphasia. Is it more kind of the over? stimulation of lots of people and talking how does it kind of manifest your brain age because yeah. they're all so so different aren't they
2: yeah it, they are all unique it's bizarre um i have double permanent multi double vision um and some speech things and I, because of I have a ataxia Um, And so because of the double vision with the ataxia, it's just like a real bad mix. So if I'm walking somewhere that I don't know, I have to like pay attention to where I'm putting my feet because I'll fall over. And if it's busy, if there's lots of people, so I see double the amount of people unless I close my eye, um, but then you have to walk around with an eye closed or a patch, and if you wear a patch, it's re- it draws huge amounts of attention to you, and if you've one eye closed, which I do a lot, it's like you actually get tired doing it after a while. So yeah. For
1: you, walking in crowded areas is is really difficult.
2: Absolute nightmare, yeah. Shops, even shops are like really hard. I, we used to live in Dublin, Windsor, and we I now live in the countryside in Clare, where I'm from, the west coast of Ireland. Um, in because like I could not handle walking around Dublin City, there was it was too busy. It was too there was I was constantly bumping into people, I was constantly getting like you know standing in stuff or off curbs, or like you're you already feel like your fight or flight um response is like jacked up anyway because you know you like you constantly feel vulnerable. I constantly felt vulnerable, I constantly felt attacked because like you know because the world is like really scary when you have a brain injury and you're just trying to deal with this this, uh, like having crowds around me at the same time, it was just like a nightmare.
0: Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shanty. Tilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole
2: Foods Market. We left. We left Dublin. and left like a fairly successful. Zara left a a very successful acting career too uh, to to come down down to Clare and do it. And we're both doing, still working, but, you know, the work is all in Dublin. so um or london so uh oh,
0: what a beautiful beautiful place to live and relocate to
2: amazing I wow. uh, the best life. we yes. were up in, my parents living nearby and we were walking <laughs> walking home from there it's a it's a really hot day a really hot week in ireland and so we had a barbecue with my parents last night and we were walking home and the Aurora the baby was walking, she's a toddler. She was walking in front of us and she had a straw hat on, a little stripey dress, and a pair of binoculars and a, a book. And like we we're walking down the road, this beautiful countryside. And I was like so Zarb saying, like, this is this is this is idyllic. Who gets to live like this? You know? So uh we're we're we know how lucky we are, you know, we're we cherish it. So And
1: remembering those little moments like that and being really Mm. present in that moment is so special to have that, isn't it? Yeah.
0: And I I was going to ask, oh, sorry, sorry.
1: Just, I I was going to ask, you know, you're talking about um, the social connections. Have you connected with many other people who've had a brain injury that will really, you know, of your age or younger one, you know, younger people that can relate to it?
2: Mm, and honestly, no. Um it's I'm in a kind of a strange situation because I did group therapy about two years ago, um, three years ago. It just was like, you know what, I haven't done therapy in a while, this will be fun. So I went into um, a, you know, fun in you know, a whatever. This will be useful. So I went in uh to Limerick into Headway, and um I was talking to people who are similar ages to me, but had literally Within a year, had their accident or had their stroke, and I'm I'm going like okay. I have all this experience, and I said a few things. It, like was that we we're there? It was a six course or whatever, and I said a few things, but then realized these like I can all I can say is like life does get better. You're 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 you learn to um enjoy who you are, and you learn to um you know love who you are and. How to cope with um, kind of deficits, but because these people, uh, the people that I was meeting, were so close to their injury, like everyone has to go on a journey, and um, it's not fair for me to tell them the next chapter of their of their journey. You know, it's their journey, Um, and their journey might be different to my journey, and all I can do is offer support and so there's a like a couple of forums like there's a reddit brain injury forum and there's a few more kind of private message boards where either people have had brain injuries and we we talk or usually it's people whose family members have been in car crashes or uh, bar fights or things like that and like they've just been diagnosed and what these people ask you what should we um, how do we support them? Like you you guys have brain injuries. So what do you think we would need? Uh, or what, sorry, what do you think you would have needed if you were them kind of thing? So we do, I, I, I do things like that. But it's so, uh, honestly, I don't know anybody else my age who's had a brain injury.
1: I think it is finding that tribe, and uh, my, my husband hasn't maybe totally found his as well. We should definitely connect mm-hmm. you, by the way, because he loves to chat as well, um, okay. and he's part Irish as well. So oh, yeah, that's kind. yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: so yeah, I, I think it's it's finding that tribe tribe a little bit as well, mm-hmm. and also it can take a time. I think to find those connections, isn't it? And and going even going back to what you were saying about pushing yourself into uncomfortable situations yes it's a choice and you might not want to now but you never know in the future and yeah. little by little that might be something that you'll do going forward
2: absolutely I mean it's like journey it's a journey but like I I um never thought I'd go hill, hill walking again you know I've no depth perception i balance balanced things like I, it's like you know what I mean it's like it's crazy why would you do that yourself and a couple of summers ago uh, just randomly by myself find, found myself up a hill walking up a hill and was like oh my god I love it I love it and like I have to be a bit slower and uh you know I can't go exactly where i but I still love it and I still really enjoy the freedom it's something that I love to do like I used to love uh, mountain biking you know downhill mountain biking and I can't do that now but um Part of that was going up, up, walking up the hill. You know, and uh, I used to love it. And I've started to do that more and more. And like, it's just something I never ever thought I would do again. And I'm doing it. It's great. You know. Yeah, that's
1: amazing. Well done. <laughs> yeah, and just yeah. and just congratulate yourself because it's mm. those little things, isn't it? And it's taking yeah. a step back and looking. Geez, like twelve years ago, people were telling me I wouldn't even walk, let like, alone yeah. be yeah. doing that. Right? Yeah, for sure. For
0: sure. and I think kind of what it also shows is that however long after a brain injury there are still things to to be done and and one of the things that um you know I'm thinking about now is positive risk taking for me as well and and just kind of pushing myself and us as a family to to do some of the things we did before and we're going on a on a family holiday soon um <laughs> so yeah we're going we're sure. going to to Tanzania, which is really exciting and oh. scary, but we're doing it. And that's, oh. that's 13 years on. So, you know, oh. I think we can we can still keep uh keep making these steps forward absolutely all the time. So yes.
2: Absolutely. You have to you have to, you know, yeah. because it was, it's too easy to stay post and to it's kind of safe. It's too easy to to be safe. Um and that's not always the smart or safe thing to do you know yeah um, yeah
0: cool and you um i know i can't not mention vikings i'm a massive <laughs> vikings fan you were in the first season of vikings <laughs> we know you got beheaded i'm sorry about that but <laughs> fabulous to, to have seen you in that but what, yeah. what's next for you connor
2: i have uh what is next so i've shot a few films um they're in post-production now uh, there's that little animation one. I mean, I see little. It's it, it was insane to do, amazing to do. A friend of mine is working on, so that I, I'm not sure when that's. I'm not sure when they're coming out to be honest. Um, and I'm kind of in talks with a couple of comp, TV companies to produce a show about brain injuries. Like the kind of way I pitched it is that I. Uh, go around as the host of a show and visit Headway or ABI and speak to service users um, and kind of learn about their history and learn about, you know, learn about kind of where they are and where they want to be and all that stuff. Speak to professionals and see what can be done in the um locality we'll say um you know fixing up a street to make it easier for somebody in a wheelchair to get around or whatever what can be done what's the easiest thing that we could do that will make things easier because I was thinking about how how little is spoken about I mean I know this podcast and this brilliant podcast but how little the public speak about um, brain injuries, you know, it's it seems to be a very and like bizarrely how common brain injuries are, like they're really really common. And for something so common, there doesn't seem to be enough talked about them, or not talked enough. Public. Awareness, yes, awareness. Not
1: enough awareness is that Thank you. I yes, agree. exactly.
2: Yeah. So I'm in talks with people. I don't know if it'll happen or not, but that's kind of the that's where I'm putting my energy at the moment. And I'm a dad, so I'm spending all my time cooking and cleaning <laughs> and. Uh, you know the have, best job uh, and the absolutely, hardest <laughs> absolutely the best job and the well, worst paid no <laughs>
1: worst paid and the toughest well what
0: sounds fabulous about the the potential plans for that discussion anyway um that you're talking about then is those community connections too and what's happening in people's localities exactly so if you're over in england come yeah. and see us as well and what we would love to ask you too, Connor, is what do you say and think makes a good day?
2: I think sitting, sitting after eating and laughing with, <laughs> I did this last night, after eating and laughing with people that you love, you know, just like in the sunshine, looking out across a field, you know, just spending time happy time with people that you love you know um that's what makes a good day
0: that's
1: wonderful thank you totally agree love that (laughs) well connor thank you so so much that just had so much information and detail (laughs) and i just loved hearing your story and your energy and you. you know you've inspired us in the last. 45 minutes now. So thank you.
2: <laughs> thank you. Thank for you for asking me. It was really really great. And your podcast is brilliant. I've been listening to it. It's really great. So congratulations.
1: <laughs> thank you. That means so much. Thank yeah. you. And yes, together we will help raise awareness of, of brain mm. injury and how everybody can can help and understand more because a lot of it is just knowing. It's having that knowledge, becoming equipped with that knowledge.
2: For sure, for sure. Yeah.
0: Thank you Connor. It's been a pleasure.
2: It really has. Thank you guys.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: Yeah.
0: Thank you
1: so much for listening. While you're here, I do have a bit of a favor please take a couple of minutes to rate and review On A Good Day on your podcast platform. It'll really help us to grow the podcast and it to become more visible to those who may need it in their lives. Also, if you're not already, follow us on Instagram, onagood.day, Twitter, onagood.day, and come join our Facebook group as well. We're growing a bit of community there, which is really exciting. Um, Share this episode with friends and family. For now, have a very good day.